peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet. What's good? telling you right now, if I ever get to the point where I'm podcasting for a living and this is what I do, I'm definitely going to get me a small crew. If God allows, when you have technical difficulties and issues and other things going on, man. So for those of you who use OBS broadcasting software, And if you happen to have an M1 Mac, whether it be an M1, I use an M1 Mac Mini. Uh, Some people use the M1 iMacs or uh, M1 uh, MacBook Pro. If you have a problem with OBS where it crashes on you and you cannot open it back up at all, like it just will not open back up, you have to delete OBS off your computer download an older version of OBS. I had to go two versions back. And then when that version opens up, then you can go ahead and update to the newest version and then it'll open. I went back and forth for at least a good day trying to figure out what was going, what was going on. I was uh, doing some things, trying to update some things, work on some new transitions and things like that. And it just crashed and it would not open back up. And I was just like, ah, man, what's going on? It was terrible. It was straight terrible. Anyway, we are going to get back to the book of Genesis or the book of Exodus, excuse me, chapter 28. I went back and forth for a little bit, watched, watched some videos, saw some things that was said about Exodus 28. This is going to be another one of those chapters where I just kind of a brief overview. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into this. All right, here we go. Exodus chapter 28. And take thou unto thee Aaron thy brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office, even Aaron Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar, Ithamar, Aaron's son. So we're setting up the office of the priesthood. Verse 2 And thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron thy brother, for glory, for beauty, and for beauty. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him that he may minister unto me in the priest office. Uh, I, I like to notice what seems like small things when I'm reading my Bible, but it actually turns out to be maybe a little more significant than we even give uh, give credit. And when you look at what God said about the people he wants to do the garments, he said, And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, 
whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. These are people that, that God has blessed with specific wisdom when it comes to crafting items. And that that points to, alludes to the fact that people who are good at certain things, this is not a coincidence. Some people are magnificent orators, right? I, I, some people have told me I, I orate very well. I don't think I'm that good, but oftentimes you're your own worst enemy. So I'll just, I'll take the, I'll take the compliment, but you have some people who are great orators. You have some people who are great at building. You have some people who are natural born leaders. What's funny is people who are natural born leaders often don't want to lead. But with that said, you see where God has blessed these people with specific wisdom and in crafting things. And these are the people that that Moses is to seek out to craft these garments for Aaron. But it's God that gave these people this this wisdom. Talents come from God. If you're blessed with a talent, I don't care what the talent is. You, you might think some stuff is vain, right? Like people who are just naturally athletic, definitely talented from God. People who can sing. Like I said, people who are who are very wise in their thinking, very philosophical, very sound in their philosophical thinking. These are all things and, and, and traits that God has blessed people with. And I really believe if everyone fulfilled their true purpose, I know I'm kind of getting on a tangent. As I always quote, going back to the book of Ecclesiastes, let us hear the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. If everybody lived their life how they were supposed to, the different talents that people are blessed with would be used for the purpose of God's glory. Verse four, and these are the garments which they shall make a breastplate and an ephod um, and a robe and a broidered coat, a mitre and a girdle, and they shall make holy garments for Aaron, thy brother, and his sons, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. What's funny is I've read through this several times over the past couple of days, been, been pretty busy, and I meant to look up some of these words before I started recording this episode, and I did not. So I'm going to look it up right here, right now in real time. I might have to. So what is an ephod? An ephod in Jewish antiquity a part of a uh, sacerdotal habit being a kind of girdle which was brought from behind the neck over the two shoulders and hanging down um, and hanging down before was put across the stomach then carried round the waist and used as a girdle to a tunic so that's what an, an ephod was. Uh, let me see. Where are we at? They shall make the holy garments. Okay. Verse 5. And they shall take gold and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen. And they shall make the ephod of gold, of blue 
and of purple, of scarlet and fine twine linen, linen with cunning work. Speaking of which, there's uh, several videos on YouTube. You could look it up. Just uh, what I did was I typed in Exodus chapter 28, where there are people who, who have actually crafted the garments described in this chapter. And as I said in a previous video, the good thing about that is it gives you a visual representation of what you're reading and could possibly give you a better understanding of of how and what a lot of these things represent. Uh, verse six and shall make an ephod. I think I just read that gold scarlet yeah, cunning work. It shall have two shoulder pieces thereof joined at the two edges thereof. And so it shall be joined together and the curious girdle of the ephod, which is upon it shall be the same according to the work thereof, even of gold, of blue, of purple and scarlet and fine twine linen. And thou shalt take two onyx stones and grave uh, engrave on them the names of the tribes of Israel six of their names on one stone and the other six names on the rest on the other stone according to their birth now i'm sure uh these things being separated in groups of six is significant is significant and as i've said before i don't necessarily have all those details nailed down the joyous thing about the Bible is I don't have to figure it all out in one sitting. Lord willing, I will live long enough to figure out and learn a lot of these things. There's a lot of preaching on these books, a lot of exp expository books written about these books. So there's definitely much to learn. Uh, verse 11 with the work of an engraver in stone, like the engravings of a signet, shalt thou engrave the two stones with the names of the children of Israel. Thou shalt make them to be set in ouches of gold. And I don't know what that is exactly. It's funny. I, I So this is something I do often. And this makes me realize that I've done this throughout my life as a believer and I am positive I've missed several things because you read over words, you have no idea what the words mean, but you don't take the time to look it up. How can you really understand what's going on if you don't look it up? And I've done that several times. So, ouch, what is that? A bezel or socket in which precious stone uh, or seal is set. So verse 12, and thou shalt put the two stones upon the shoulders of uh, the ephod for stones of memorial unto the children of Israel. And Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord upon his shoulders for a memorial. And thou shalt make ouches of gold and two chains of pure gold. Now, I wanted to kind of stop right there. Verse 12 is something I kind of wanted to uh, uh, look at just a little bit. And what I wanted to say about that is. So you, when you look at how it's worded and thou shalt put the two stones upon the shoulders of 
the ephod for the stones of a memorial unto the children of Israel. And Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord upon his shoulders for a memorial. Now, a lot of what we see in the office of a pre of the priesthood was obviously a what some preachers call it a foreshadowing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. So this was something that was displaying or showing the Lord Jesus Christ to come. And it was a a lot of these things were typology. So Aaron is bearing the names of the children of Israel before the Lord, similar to the way the Lord Jesus Christ is the intercessor and we are we are brought before God through that mediation, right? The Bible says that there is one mediator between God and man, and that is the man Christ Jesus. This is our mediator. And Aaron and and the priests, they are acting as mediators between the people of Israel and God. And thou shalt in verse let me see where I'm at, verse thirteen, and thou shalt make ouches of gold and two chains of pure gold at the ends uh wreath and work shalt thou make them and fasten the wreath and chains to the ouches and thou shalt make the breastplate of judgment with cunning work now that's interesting that this is referred to as the breastplate of judgment these these are all things again that are pictures that the priests the earthly priests are a picture of uh the the great our great high priest the true high priest the lord jesus christ right and whereby through the new testament covenant we are all made priests so this all of these things are interesting and i wonder this is something I always wonder to myself, and I've said this before. I wonder if the the Jewish people within the New Testament times, if they were able to reach back to the Old Testament, look at some of these things and reconcile what they were seeing unfold before their eyes, understanding that these things were a picture of things to come. I don't know. I know clearly this was stated in the book of Hebrews, which many believe that the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Hebrews relevant, but kind of not. And so clearly these things were revealed to people during this time. I wonder how many people had these things revealed before the book of Hebrews. Just some things that go through my mind. Uh, verse 16, four square. It shall be being doubled a span shall be the length thereof and a span shall be the breadth thereof and thou shalt set it and thou shalt set in it settings of stones, even four rows of stones. The first row shall be Sardis and Topaz and Carbuncle. This shall be the first row. The second row shall be emerald sapphire and a diamond the third row uh, i don't know how to pronounce that exactly a uh, le leisure and agate and amethyst 
and the fourth row, beryl and onyx and jasper. They shall be set in gold in their enclosings, and the stones shall be with the names of the children of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet, every one with his name shall be according to the twelve tribes. And thou shalt make upon the breastplate chains at the ends and wreathen work of pure gold. And thou shalt make upon the breastplate two rings of gold and shalt put the two rings on the end of the breastplate. And thou shalt put two wreathen chains of gold in the two rings which are on the ends of the breastplate. And the other two ends of the two wreathen chains thou shalt fasten in the two ouches and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod before it. And thou shalt make two rings of gold and thou shalt put, put them upon the two ends of the breastplate and the border thereof, which is in the side, the ephod inward and the two other rings of gold thou shalt make and shalt put them on the two sides of the ephod underneath toward the forepart thereof over against the other coupling thereof above the curious girdle of the ephod and thou shalt bind the breastplate by the rings thereof unto the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue that it may be above the curious girdle of the ephod and thus and 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 that the breastplate be not loosed from the ephod and Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart when he goeth into the holy place for a memorial before the Lord continually. Now, I don't think this is any coincidence that these names will be born on his heart and that 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 brought to mind the verse in the gospel of john chapter 3 verse 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life i do not think it is a coincidence that these things were placed upon his heart god throughout the old testament it's almost what I, what I see when I read the Old Testament, even though I don't I don't understand every single thing and I don't understand all of the typologies. What I see is almost like a, a, a message from God across time and Morse code, so to speak. And thou shalt put in the breastplate of judgment, the Urim and the Thummim. I am not even going to front with you like I understand this idea of the Urim and the Thummim. I watched some videos. I listened to what some people said about it. And a lot of people had a lot of different opinions. And I don't really know which way to lean. Definitely got to do some more looking. But in my Noah Webster's 1828, it says the Urim and the Thummim among the Israelites signify lights of perfections these were a kind of ornament belonging to the habit of the high priest in virtue of which he gave uh oracular answers to the people but uh but they were 
but but what they were has not been uh satisfactorily ascertained so nobody really really knows what the urim and the thummim was there is some ideas and they were they were kind of i don't i don't what's the best way to explain it they sought god for answers and depending on some kind of attribute of this urim and this thummim i don't know if they placed it down or whatever that would depict what that answer was from god and they shall be upon aaron's heart when he goeth into in in before the lord and aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of israel upon his heart before the lord continually and thou shalt make the robe of the ephod all of blue and there shall be an hole in the top of it and in the midst thereof it shall have a binding of woven work round about the whole of it as it were the whole of an habergeon uh, that it be not rent and beneath upon the hem of it thou shalt make pomegranates of blue and of purple and scarlet round about the hem thereof and bells of gold between the uh, between them round about and a golden bell of a pomegranate a golden bell and a pomegranate upon them of the robe round about and it shall be upon Aaron to minister and his sound shall be heard when he goeth in unto the holy place whereof the Lord before the Lord and when he cometh out that he die not and thou shalt make a plate pure gold and grave upon it like the engravings of a signet holiness to the Lord and thou shalt put it uh, it on a blue lace that it may be upon the mitre upon the forefront of the mitre it shall be and it shall be upon Aaron's forehead that Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things which the children of Israel shall hallow in all their holy gifts and it shall be always upon his forehead that they may be accepted before the Lord. Now, if you can't see all the pictures and types of the Lord Jesus Christ in that, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not even going to go too, too deep into that. I'll let you look into that yourself. And thou shalt embroider the coat of fine linen, and thou shalt make the mitre of fine linen, and thou shalt make the girdle of needlework. And for Aaron's sons, thou shalt make coats, and thou shalt make for them girdles and bonnets thou shalt make for them uh for glory and for beauty and thou shalt put them upon Aaron thy brother and his sons with him thou shalt anoint him and consecrate them and sanctify them uh, that they may minister unto me in the priest office and thou shalt make them linen breeches to cover their nakedness from the loins even unto the thighs they shall reach and they shall be upon Aaron and upon his sons when they come in unto the tabernacle of the congregation or when they come near unto the altar to minister in the holy place that they bear not iniquity and die 
it shall be a statute forever unto him and his seed after him. Many things in here. I will not proclaim to understand all of the significance, but I definitely see the types of the Lord Jesus Christ and how these things apply as I read through this chapter right here. All of these things matter. This, this, the, this is the thing I always try to stress about Bible reading. You're not going to understand everything. Don't avoid it just because you don't understand it. Read it. Come back to it. Read it again. If you don't understand it, move on and, and come back to it. Do not get discouraged because you don't understand everything. Read your Bible. At some point, these things will click. There's things I understand now that I read years ago that I had no idea what I was looking at. And then as time goes on, I read more verses. I get a better understanding of some things and I come back like, boom, now it makes sense. And I'm praying and hoping that that happens here. And I'm fairly confident that it will in the near future if God allows. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.